Good afternoon, and welcome to Vintage Orange here on KUCI 88.9 FM. I am Ellen Bell. Hello there, and welcome to our show today, another afternoon where we talk about Orange County history is what we do here every every Wednesday at 4 o'clock, and thank you for joining me today. I am joined today by David Letourneau. Did I say that right? You did. Okay. I've always had this, like fear that I'm going to say somebody's name wrong. So, good. Took me until I was 10 to learn how to say it myself. So, <laughs> Very good. That's not bad at all. Um, David is is uh, going to be working here at KUCI. He's going to be helping on the Master Gardener show. Tell me about that. That happens on Thursday mornings, David. This is part of the University of California's Master Gardener program, and it airs Thursday mornings, 8.30 to 9.30. It's uh, a group of Master Gardeners who bring in experts to talk about various topics from pest control to propagation of plants and uh there's a whole kind of list of different things that we've spoken about here yeah yeah no it's a very i know it's it's a show that's been going on for a long time and it's really popular to you know and i i i, I don't have a green thumb myself i should listen more to you I'm, I'm like you know plants come to my house and i say it's like death row for plants <laughs> in my house they're like please don't buy me lady you know because it's it's not a good thing but um so i need to tune in and listen you do and we we have a hotline as well a hotline yeah so like, if you want to uh if you have questions in fact for our, our audience uh if you look under if just go into Google and look up Master Gardeners of Orange County, uh, University of California Master Gardeners mm-hmm. of Orange County, uh, you can go to the hotline that uh, you can either leave, I think, a message or you can email and they'll respond back to you. They're very they're very good about this. That's wonderful. So. That is a great service, actually. It is. That is really good. And and um, so thank you for joining me. And and um, you're going to be chiming in. I we talked a little bit before uh, we went on air. How long have you lived in Orange County? Well, I moved here in 1971. Wow. So, so you predate me by quite a bit. A little bit. I've. In, I've been in Orange County since 1985. Okay. So, um, yeah. Okay. So, I, you've got a little more vintage to talk I, about I, today. I do, but there wasn't a heck of a lot out here at that point as well. Yeah. There was some. There were some areas that were developed, obviously, but uh, uh, I was a lot younger at that point too, so maybe not quite as aware. But I can tell you some stories what, if, I, if it comes up. Oh, I bet you can. What part of Orange County have you lived in? I lived in Irvine. I've lived in Newport Beach. Uh, currently, I live in Orange. I've been there for the last twenty-five years or so. Great. Well, you will be. You're you're the perfect person to be here to talk about this topic today. Um, I wanted to because it's Orange County Restaurant Week happening all over the oh, county. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and so it's it's a great time to get out there and try new restaurants. Uh, go visit your old favorites or try something new. They have all kinds of discounts and things. And if you need any information, it's ocrestaurantweek.com. Um, but any anyway, I think in in the spirit of that, I wanted to kind of blend the vintage theme and the restaurant week theme and talk about some of Orange County's most historic restaurants and um, there are some classics out there and if you've lived here um, any length of time you've probably been to one of these places Um, although I know they're all you know a little bit different and maybe there's some that you haven't heard of before but I thought we'd go through a few of them and and talk a little bit about the history of them maybe you've been there you don't know the history so uh, I thought we'd chat a little bit about that Um, so on our first tour of restaurants uh this is in no particular order of ranking or anything like that but um 
actually the first one that came to mind when I was thinking about this is is one of my favorite places in Orange County. It's Five Crowns. Um, Five Crowns is in Corona Del Mar, and it's that um, it's right there on Poppy and PCH, and it's uh, it's like the old English pub. If you're driving down in South um, CDM, and you would see it there on the right hand side if you're going down south towards Laguna, and it has been there a long time. That restaurant was was built in the late 30s um, by a woman named Matilda McCulloch. And Matilda loved, she she had this affinity for British things. She lo- had spent a great deal of time uh, living in Great Britain. And she had uh, a favorite pub over there that she called Ye Old Bell was the name of the pub. And so when she was here, she was kind of wanting, she kind of settled back here in, in this area. And at that time, you know, Corona Del Mar, there really wasn't, anything there it was very this is before pch goes through it's very difficult um to be able to get down there and well actually pch had already been there but nobody was really coming to cdm as a tourist basis like it is now there certainly wasn't the development and so she they built this in um for her and her daughter marguerite were the ones who were kind of running this in and they kind of set it up as a guest house for a while they lived there themselves and then they they rented out a few of the rooms and it became kind of a favorite hideaway spot because it was a little off the beaten path and all of that and and so you had these hollywood stars in the in the 40s that used to come down and it was kind of a way to get away from the press and Howard Hughes, I think, was famous for kind of having a little fling there with Rita Hayward, you know. I know, if these walls could talk kind of thing. And so it really did. It kind of Clark Gable and and Lana Turner and Betty Davis. I mean, it became kind of like a, I think I had even heard um, Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall might have honeymoon there. I, I don't know if that was for sure or not, but they definitely it was a, a hideaway for the Hollywood um, elite. And this was kind of going on for a while, but then it just, um, Matilda passed away in 1948 and it became kind of a big deal for her daughter and the the place kind of went into a little bit of a shady history, the Five Crowns, and they had, it was a rumor that it was might have been a bordello upstairs, you know, no, can't prove that. Uh, at one time it was a illegal gambling Hall, the joint that was there, and so it, it got a little bit of a um, kind of a, a shady, darker past that went along with it. And so by the 1960s, um, Marguerite was ready to be done. It was it was just too much for her. And so this is when you have Richard Frank of the Lowry's Company that comes in in the 60s. He and his wife were also lovers of all things um, they were Anglophiles they loved to go to Britain and and collect uh, artifacts from inns and things and so they fell in love with this place and they decided to open up the restaurant as part of their Lowry's company and that's really when the present day Five Crowns comes into being that's in 1964 so you have this place so you go in there and um, it has this great English pub feel. In fact, they have a great little gastro pub they added a few years ago called the Side Door. So if you don't want to go in and have prime rib and the big deal, you can go there and this really great little English pub. So yeah, the Five Crowns. Um, David, you, you've been there, right? Well, I have. In fact, the, 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 the thing with the Five Crowns is, is it's, a, it's, it's a place that you go to to celebrate traditional Holidays. I mean, yeah. anything from Thanksgiving to Christmas, right. and uh, the prime rib has always been excellent. Um, 
and then there's other English dishes that that they supplement that with as well and it's it's a it's an experience if you haven't done it you need to do it and I'm su- I, I was surprised that you said with the history it going back to the 30s that's yeah. incredible but uh, I can see we're in the 60s this changeover and the influence of the person that worked at Lowry's and bringing that style in is made it what it is and what it still is yeah it's it's definitely a traditional place and sometimes we think like okay this is so old school that who eats prime rib anymore you know right. but but if you do you eat it at the five crowns because it's really good there and um so yeah anyway that's that's there i think they are doing restaurant week so check it out so the five crowns all right we're going to go a little bit across newport harbor a little bit my next stop is the harborside restaurant at the balboa pavilion and if you've ever spent any time in newport Harbor, you know the pavilion. It's that Victorian um, turn of the century uh, dance hall building. It's that with the big Victorian couple at the top, that gray building there. You can't miss it. And uh, new, it's basically Newport Beach's most famous landmark, I would think. And um, it was built in 1906. And I have seen pictures, I don't know if you have, of, of Balboa at that time in 1906 when they built the pavilion. There was nothing there. And it's just a picture of this pavilion as it stands now and just sand there was there was really very little there and it was built by the Newport Bay Investment Company and they wanted to really have something of a, a destination for the Pacific red electric red car line that was coming down from um, from Los Angeles through Huntington Beach and was going to end up there at the end of Balboa. So they had to kind of create this beach destination. So they built the pavilion. I think they built a pier at about the same time and the Balboa Inn. It all kind of goes up. So there's, they kind of create this place. Developers were trying to get people to want to come down to this area as a vacation spot. And so that's when the pavilion appears. And it it's, uh, you know, it was kind of a boathouse, a bathhouse, a kind of a pavilion. They had dances there. In the 30s, it was very big with the big band era. And, um, you know, the, the Count Basie and Benny Goodman and all the greats would come play there. Um, that, along with the Rendezvous Ballroom, which was close by, is where they even invented a dance called the Balboa. Oh. And uh, it was kind of like a sort of a Balboa shuffle dance that they invented there. And and so there's this great history. And the Harborside Restaurant is is in there. I think they used to call it the Whale of a Tail. Tail of a Whale. Or Tail of a Whale. Thing. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Tail of a Whale. Thank you. <laughs> and that's what it was. And now it's called the Harborside. And it's, you know, it's a great little place to go in there and um, get, a, get a sense of, of that old kind of turn of the century early Balboa idea before it became a big tourist place when it was the only thing there. Yeah. Well, and you know, the Rendezvous ballroom was there until i think the 60s yeah yeah and then it burnt down but there was a lot of entertainers and big bands and oh yeah that was kind of ground zero for a lot of that music and uh and yeah and 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 that's actually also uh the pavilion is where i had my wedding reception so a little bit of personal information for you there as well (laughs) so it's a special place special place for you. Yeah, yeah it is so it's it's been there a long time but anyway, check that out. Okay, so now for historic restaurants, we're going to go to a different city. We're going to shift and stay in, in South Orange County, but we're going to go to a place where there's a whole bunch of choices of historic restaurants, and that's San Juan Capistrano. And uh, no surprise, 
because Capistrano is kind of a very historic place. Right. Um, with the swallows and yes, the missions. Yeah. And, and fortunately for all of us, a lot of the older buildings and things have been repurposed into really cool restaurants that are unique and have their own little special flavor. And, and one of them, um, one of my very favorite places in Orange County is Ramos House Cafe. Have you ever been down there? No, I haven't. I uh, I, ha- I have not. It's it this is. cool little place. It's on the Los Rios district. And Los Rios is this kind of area of houses. It's it's a street, basically, or a right. neighborhood. And it's west of the mission. And it, it dates back to 1794 when they were coming to build the mission. They, they, they built 40 adobe structures there for the people who were coming to build and the soldiers and all of that. And, um, and actually, the road Los Rios there used to extend all the way down to Dana Point Harbor. So this was kind of the town area, the people that were coming to to work and build a mission. And in about the late 1800s, they, uh, 1881 exact, to be exact, is when they built this house that um, it was a board and batten home. So that's what came like in the later 1800s. And it was built by the Aguilar family and uh, eventually the Ramos family lived there, which is what gave the restaurant its name. And so in 1994, this little tiny, it's like a little, they're like little tiny cottages really and uh, John Humphreys is a, a chef and own, owner he opened this restaurant that he wanted to just kind of have a cool restaurant where he could do his recipes and and, he, and live there I mean basically this is his home he's only open for breakfast and lunch because it's like and he's set you, you eat outside in the little patio I don't know how many tables there are can't be more than 20 or so I mean it's a small spot um, but you sit out there on the patio under the shade of this 100-year-old mulberry tree out there, and it's just this wonderful place to get a sense of what old California would have been like. And that Los Rios district is just a fabulous place to get Orange County history, and you can just walk along there. There's lots of little shops and things. Beautiful place to take some pretty pictures, and so that's definitely a place to check out is Ramos House Cafe. I thought you might mention El Adobe. Well, I'm about to. <laughs> <laughs> that goes way, way back. In Good fact, Richard it, Nixon David. was one of his yeah. hangouts. But yeah. uh, I don't mean to, to no, no, no. interfere in your Great uh, transition, sequence. because I am going to talk about the El Adobe. It's, the El Adobe is a restaurant that's been there since, uh, I guess, 1948 is when it opened as its existing self, the El Adobe. And it's basically, it's the reason it gets its name is it was built in actual historic um, adobes and that the the kind of northern part of the restaurant was the home of Miguel Yorba in 1797 and then the southern portion was like the courthouse and the jail oh, of okay. Adobe. So this is really old Capistrano history. So if you want to go and sense it's not contrived. This was not built to look like an old um, you know, uh, Adobe home. This It was. It was the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a fabulous place to go get that kind of history and now um, you can go there. It's been a, a restaurant I think, well, as I said, since 1948, before then, um, 1910, it was turned into like a, um, a house and a store and kind of things that made that transition, and then 48 became a restaurant. And as you mentioned, one of Richard Nixon's favorites, but I think he kind of put El Dobie on the map. 
I, I think you're right. I, I think he craved that Mexican food that he couldn't get back east. When right. He was in. Yeah, and the story goes is I guess it was really a steakhouse before he came along and that he wanted, he liked the Mexican food so much that they actually changed the menu and kind of changed, made it more of, embraced more of that because he he loved it so much and would come there from his home in San Clemente. And so uh, still a great place for a margarita, fabulous food, and really wonderful history of, of Capistrano. And they usually have mariachis. Of course. Which is a nice uh, added feature when you're dining on Mexican food. Yeah, yeah. No, they do. I haven't, last time I was there, no, but I know they do still have the mariachis there. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah. Now that's a great place to go check out. Okay, so I've given enough love to South Orange County. Now I've got to move north a little bit, and I'm going to go all the way to Buena Park. Can you guess what I'm going to talk about in Buena Park? I'm going to say Mrs. Knott's. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. You Kitchen, win. <laughs> chicken. I can't think of the name of the restaurant. It's, her, it's, chicken, it's Mrs. Knott's Chicken Restaurant chicken there restaurant. at Knott's Berry Farm. And uh, I have to mention, you can't talk about historic or Orange County restaurants without mentioning uh, Knott's Berry Farm and, and Cordelia Knott's Chicken Dinners because this that's really what got everything started there at the Knott's Berry Farm, which today is this huge... Uh, amusement park up there in Buena Park but it started with her chicken dinners they had the knots had this berry stand they were farmers and right. um, you know he was selling berries Walter Knott and you know had actually come up was propagating the, the first boys and berries you know was created there and uh, Cordelia you know they were just kind of looking for this is kind of depression years and they're trying to look for ways to um, you know make some more money make their berry stand go a little further so she started she had a little tea room and she started selling uh, these chicken dinners in in her tea room and she charged I think it was like 65 cents a meal and she'd serve it on her own china and they became wildly popular and you know in the days of the depression when people couldn't really afford too many niceties this was on you know people were starting to go out for a Sunday drive and Cordelia Knotts they would line up for her chicken dinners this week would be a Sunday dinner yeah, tradition. Absolutely. Then. And they would wait in line for hours and hours to have this. And so because they were waiting in line, Walter Knott said, well, you know, I could make something for them to do while they're waiting in line for chicken dinners. So he starts making these little attractions behind the, the restaurant and a little, you know, volcano and you know, kind of these really <laughs> hokey little things, a mystery spot type of thing. And then he builds the... He co- collects these ghost um, town buildings, brings them from all over and creates this ghost town attraction which eventually evolves and transforms over the year to Knott's Berry Farm. But none of it would have happened if she hadn't made really good fried chicken. Well, but I think you're missing one other thing. What's that? The boysenberry pie. Oh, which I'm sorry, I didn't mean of, to. No, 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 absolutely part of the chicken dinner and and the boysenberry pie. And yeah, I think the menu. I'm looking here. The menu was, uh, you got salad with rhubarb sauce, hot biscuits, vegetables, mashed potatoes, gravy, boysenberry pie, and ice cream for Ooh. dessert. I know. Sounds good. I'm hungry. It's it was sixty five cents back then, and today I guess you can get it for eighteen ninety nine. 
I haven't checked today. I hope that's still the same place. Yeah, I haven't been there for but, a while. But <laughs> a good deal. Now that we're talking about boysenberry pie, I may. <laughs> I know. Now you're going to have to get back up there. Um, so Mrs. Mrs. Knott's chicken dinner, uh, not only fun in an amusement park, but a very important part of Orange County history. So, okay, staying in North Orange County, we're going to go to Fullerton. And there's a restaurant there that uh, you may not have heard of, but it's in a very historic place in the city of Fullerton. And it itself is kind of a historic restaurant. It's called The Cellar. Are you familiar with The Cellar? You know, I haven't heard of that one. The Cellar is a, it's a really cool place. It was, it was created, the restaurant itself was created in 1969, and it's like this cavern. You, it's it's built in in a building that was a 1920s building called the California Hotel there on Harbor and Wilshire, I think. And um, so the building was already there in this really cool uh, historic building. And in 69, they built this restaurant in kind of the basement. So you go down this like dimly lit stairway and down in there, it was designed and built by the people who had built the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disneyland because Fullerton is very close there to Anaheim. And so they created this kind of a grotto feel and you go down there you could totally see the influence of the Disney designers down in there and it's interesting it's, it's got this old world you know you've got the big banquettes you know the, the the little booths and and you know the dim lighting and it's still it's been renovated obviously since then but it's it's retained that feel to it and it's kind of the the cuisine is like that European continental steakhouse cuisine um, you could always get a real stiff drink there is that you know kind of a true to, uh, true <laughs> to life real drink historic uh, <laughs> thing um, and it's funny because now they call it the the cellar and spirit room because you know that cocktails have taken a they're they all come back. it's very cool yeah. now to have vintage and and craft cocktails and so you can go there and get some that's kind of mixologist they've kind of regained that part of their history but they call the spirit room and I think that's interesting because a lot of people say that the cellar is one of the most haunted places in Orange County and I've been there many times, have never been bothered by spirits. So, well, <laughs> other well, than well, ones that were in my glass. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of spirit. Sure. But, but yeah, no, so I don't think you have to worry and be spooked out if you go there. But I guess, you know, if you're into that kind of thing, it's on the ghost tours in Fullerton <laughs> and they take you in there. I, I was just going to ask, is it romantic at all? It, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. When any place grotto like, you know, it'd be a great place for a cool date. Date and, night. Yeah. yeah that's absolutely. a good idea. So, so the cellar might be a place you'd want to check out and um and now i've got to go um staying in orange county or north orange county and i'm going to go to the city of orange and there to the on the plaza there uh, the orange circle is one of the classics and it's it's a story really too of a classic that's been reborn recently can i can i guess you can guess <laughs> watson's yeah there's yeah, soda fountain and I, I guess restaurant too, but now, like you said, it's been changed. Yeah. They've updated. Well, what Watson's is? Um, it was actually it, it started in eighteen eighty. Eight, sorry, 1899, um, it opened as K.E. Watson's, and then it was moved to Chapman Avenue, where it is now. But it was basically a, a, the old-fashioned soda fountain. And um, so it, it when it... In 1915, it opened as a soda fountain. It had um, ice cream sodas, sundaes, and phosphates, and you know the kind of the comfort foods that you would Root expect. Beer floats. Oh, absolutely! The and best. Uh, you know, it, it kind of stayed. Um, 
very much true to this theme. In 65, it was actually, or in, I'm sorry, in 1971, it was um, purchased by uh, Scott Parker, who's a pharmacist. And so, you know, it's a drugstore with a little side soda fountain there and a few booths, and you could go and get breakfast or grilled cheese sandwich or something like that. And, and it was a very hometown Americana kind of place. And in fact, it was uh, the setting, and it's been as oranges it was in a lot of movies and that thing you do the movie I, I was just going to say that thing you do <laughs> yeah with Tom Hanks and uh, it is set in there part of it and so it really was that classic soda fountain place and fortunately it, it's, it has retained that it was recently it's gone into new ownership and the people who own it now have they've remodeled it they've given it a new fresh look um, the soda fountain now has not just ice cream sundaes but their alcoholic ice cream malts and shakes so it's a little more adult a little fun but still very much a family place you can take kids to it's got um, you know there's there's more of a menu I think the menus expanded a little bit and then right next door they kind of went into the next building and they made a little cute little ice cream shop and bakery so it's adorable and it's still there and i've seen it's good it's really nice have you eaten there i have i have it's been a while it's it's been six months ago but it's it's a nice transformation the drugstore part is is not there anymore yes the motif is still kind of there but it's um great food and they do have an outside patio area that you can sit in as well yeah, it's it, nice too. It, it's it's uh, you know there's no debate on this. I mean, some people are are sad to see anything lose its original look, mm-hmm. and I think you have the debate and preservation about that. Is you have to find a, a fine balance between being able to keep something fresh and live and something where people are going to want to go and 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 spend their money, and then retaining the original. And I think they've done a nice job there. I really do. Yeah, I think they have as well. Well. Uh, the drugstores, I, I, with mass drugstores all over CVS and everything else going on, you don't really have that uh, need for the drugstore part of it. And, and unfortunately, like you said, it does change, and I think you have to keep up with the times and the taste that people have. Otherwise, you end up just closing down entirely. Right, right. And um, so, I yeah, definitely hit that place up. I mean, Old Town Orange is generally a very historic, wonderful place to hang out, and there's a lot of cool places to go to, but make sure you stop in at Watson's, because I think those people deserve a, a good shot at it. They've, they've put a lot of money in and invested in keeping something old uh, new again, right. I and guess. Go for dessert, if nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Well, gosh, I've come to the end of our time here on Vintage Orange. It flew by. See, David, I told you 30 minutes goes by really fast. This was like nothing. I know. (laughs) Blink your eyes and you're done. And I obviously have not even scratched the surface on really cool historic restaurants. I asked some of my friends at the Historical Society um, at our meeting last week, and I said, okay, name your favorites. And they gave me a long, I mean, there's there's the, um, oh gosh, Moreno's, Charlie's Chili, the original Pancake House up in Anaheim, um, you know, the Olamendes down in Capo Beach, um, you know, the Beachcomber even down in Crystal Cove, and that preservation. And Sam Seafood, which is now Don the Beachcomber, um, up in Seal Beach, but it's really one of the old tiki 
palaces that still survives and if you want to go get a sense of tiki you can go to that one down the beachcomber now in seal beach but um i will have a bunch of these things the links up on my website at um vintage orange so you can find out where these places are if you want to go visit them for yourself and i hope that you do because we're really fortunate to have some wonderful historic restaurants here in orange county so so thank you david for thank being you with ellen me. Good for luck. letting me be here yeah good luck. i think you have to do a continuation of the show because there's so <laughs> many restaurants that we talked about prior to going on air I and know. there's so much to talk with each one of them it is it is well it's it's people say sometimes orange county is a new place it is not there's a no. lot of history here and that's what we talk about every week so thank you for joining me i appreciate it and uh, tune in next week i will be back on vintage orange here on kuci 88.9 fm